let's talk about sex. Well, welcome to 2013, Miss Gina. Oh man, already. Here <laughs> it's we are. amazing how fast time flies. <laughs> and one of the things that I found out over the break that is just awesome to me is that iTunes did some reformatting and a new algorithm, it looks like, and kind of cleaned some stuff up. So if you were to stumble up into iTunes and just go into the store and Google and put in the search thing, marriage, you know where Sexy Marriage Radio is right now? Ooh, last I looked, I think it was in the top five. Yes, it was number four. Oh, yeah. Which is incredible. I love that. That, oh, thank you to our listeners. Absolutely, and that's that's part of what I wanted to make sure we started this year off, is a big, huge thank you to all of you that follow us and listen and email in and leave reviews and leave comments, even the stuff that you don't like. We want to hear that yeah. at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com because we want to be all about this year being a spectacular year for your marriage and for your sex life, and those two go hand in hand. Absolutely. I think this is such an exciting year for, um, I just think it's a year of harvest for people. There's good things coming. Absolutely. And and this can be in all kinds of areas of your life, even though there'll be, you know, we're all, we're all going to have face facts. We're all going to have down times this year. Mm-hmm. We're all going to have struggles. There's going to be things that happen in our world that are setbacks, quote unquote. But yeah. All of those things, can you can find joy in every moment, mm. and you can use that stuff to create something better, and you can be better throughout this year. And that's something I fully believe and see in clients and love seeing in people when they grasp the idea that marriage is designed to help us grow up and be better people. Mm. Right. And, and they lean into that, and they make the most of every opportunity, and then that just translates to the bedroom. And makes things great. Yeah, I'm convinced that this sexual union is one of the most powerful elements of the power of agreement. So if there's power when two people agree about something on earth, you know, the Bible, Jesus said, if you agree on earth, then I'll do any anything you ask. Right. I'll do it. And that when... When your sex life is a part of that, that it even strengthens the power that you have. Right. And it's it's really beyond, I think, what we sometimes make it if we're only educated on by Hollywood or something. Yeah. So let's let's go for something greater. Yep. And this and the other thing that's cool about Sexy Marriage Radio is that over the break, Sexy Marriage Radio I mean, we, we get a thousand downloads a day or so which is incredible to yeah. me that people continually find us and it helps and we can be a voice that talks about some of the stuff. And the thing I love about iTunes cleaning some stuff out is they got rid of some of the trash that's out there. And there's still a lot of stuff that makes sexy marriage radio swimming against the stream. Sure. But which we are. Yeah. But we we're proud of that, I think. And it's something that we want to continue to be, advocates for great sex within marriage and we got an email right after the first of the year that i think will tackle some of the stuff that lots of lots of listeners have 
Right. And it's and it's a long one, and I'm not going to get into details because one one of the things we will do is respect the privacy of our listeners, mm-hmm. and we're not going to disclose anything, especially if you've asked us not to. For sure, you can. We'll just email you between us, and that's that's perfectly a, a great avenue. But the idea of this whole email is that sex is okay. It's fairly infrequent, but there's a whole lot of expectations that surround it. And so one of the things that I love that jump out to me from this email right off the bat is the fact that the husband's been listening and taking a lot of what we've taught mm-hmm. through the year of to heart and realized that, hey, I'm the high desire partner. And so that means the bulk of the initiations on me. And I'm okay with that. When used to, I used to think that whenever I got rejected, it was a big, huge deal. But now I realize, no, it's just part of the process. And he called that a breakthrough uh, personally. So that's right. exciting. Absolutely. And that's a great deal because that's that took me a long time to get to, <laughs> to, yeah. to realize that, okay, I, I can continue initiating and that's okay because that's kind of my role as the high desire partner that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a bulk of it on my shoulders. So I might as well own it and live it. And so then the other is the expectations of when they actually do get together, it's, it's fairly rigid. It takes his wife several minutes, lots of time to get into it. And then she really, when she does, she really gets into it. It's like a threshold is crossed and all of a sudden the fire is lit and she's, she's into it. And so then there's expectations of how it should transpire, which largely seems shaped by unrealistic expectations. So what can he do? <laughs> What's, what does he need to do as the person that puts, you know, cause you think about it, I, I can, I can think of it this way. I've had lots of times with Pam where I'm interested in sex and it's pretty obvious she's not, but she could be with some effort mm-hmm. on my part and her part. And I have to, and I face with the decision of, do I really want to put in the amount of work I think it's going to take or not? To, to set the stage, to woo her, to the massage, the, the whatever it is that might bring her around. I mean, surely this doesn't happen in the Paris household. I mean, you guys are just like movies, Hollywood going on, right? Yeah, that's what's so funny is that <laughs> I've never heard a guy consider that that's a lot of work to woo the woman because I think for a low desire woman, even though she might, like this spouse, enjoys the orgasm, it's in our minds sometimes, wow, that seems like a lot of work to go from zero to aroused. So, so both, that's how sad for the <laughs> husband and wife to both be thinking, oh. Well, oh, I mean, well. I, I think, I, I can't speak for every guy out there, but if, I, I would imagine if a guy is honest and he is the high desire partner and he knows the buttons to push and the way to get his wife in the mood, there's times when it's like, I really wish it would just go a whole lot easier tonight. You know, I really wish... I wouldn't have to do as much. And she kind of just took the chain, took the reins or the chains, whichever one you might be doing <laughs> and, and run with it. And so, you know, that's one of the things you and I have tried to do in this show, Gina, is be real yeah. with our listeners. And so I'm going to, that's, that's true. There's times where I'll, I've even told Pam, Hey, I'm really interested in it, but I really don't want to put a whole lot of effort into it tonight. <laughs> what do you think? How, how's that for a come online right there, Gina? I know that we're kind of have that realistic approach a lot too, but, but it's to me, that's okay because you end up in that place where it's all okay. And I think when this guy is talking about his wife who 
I, we hear this a lot, actually, where the husband is baffled because they say, wow, she has, she obviously enjoys it at some point. So right. why is she so averse? Hopefully, my goal would be that the women would grow past that. Because I can honestly say that I have no problem most of the time now going from apathetic to that. That still means I'm usually open. Right. But you're talking about apathetic. There's times right. when I think a woman is resentful and shut down to it. You know, that it's Ex it's not exactly. just a, yeah, it's not just an indifference or an apathy. It's more of a aversion. aversion. Yeah. It's a, right. I don't want anything to do with it, which that's another show probably that needs to be done <laughs> sometime this year. But it's something that, you know, cause he mentions earlier in the email about how his listening to sexy marriage radio has really been a great growth for him. And he's seen a lot of individualistic growth, but it hasn't translated into his marriage yet or into his sex life yet. And mm -hmm. I would say to that specifically, keep at it. Because if you're talking about a relational thing, trying to shift a system, the only way you can do it, I believe, is through your own individual growth and taking responsibility for you and your part of it. But then the other is you have to stay at it because it's Absolutely. a process you have to continue kind of the evolution of you and the development of you and then that will spill over into the rest of the system right because we want to change our spouse sometimes mm -hmm. when in reality we're the ones who want to change and at least if we're changing and growing then sometimes in a moment we see ourselves completely differently. We take their, our spouse's criticism and with our defenses down, it right. we might be about something completely unrelated to the bedroom. So say, you know, the husband suddenly sees a complaint that his wife has had and suddenly because he's grown now, he's, it, it strikes him differently and he could say, oh my gosh, I can see how I've been really offending her all these years in this area. And then as he grows and changes, then someday you can come back to that almost and say, did you know how we shifted that part of our relationship? Well, in the bedroom, I'm not putting pressure on you, but I want you to understand that this is how I feel. Sometimes you can, you, as we grow, it just, cha it does change things because we can look at things from a different perspective then. Right. Well, let me, I'm going to challenge that word, one word of pressure. Yeah. Because married life involves Is. pressure. <laughs> I mean, living, living in somebody else's world and sharing a household with them is going to, yeah. is going to influence and flat out pressure them. There, yeah. There's no way around that. So, I mean, cause I know specifically we've been asked the question of, is it okay for me to pressure my wife or my husband for sex or to initiate my wife or my husband for sex or to, you know, let them know I'm interested, even though that usually is, met with aversion and they shut down or they're, you know, repulsed by it even. Mm -hmm. But is it okay for me to still do that? You know, because it's, it's that idea of if I know this is going to bug them, should I still do it? And that's where, to me, it becomes a gridlock issue mm -hmm. of it's one of those, their desires block your desires. And there's no, you can't talk your way through that. You have to grow your way through that. And the way I think you do it is 
you continue your desires, but maybe you need to adjust the way you go about it. Maybe, maybe rather than the idea of, you know, I want to try to let my wife know I'm interested in sex and used to old nice guy, Corey would do all these kinds of little subtle, manipulative, underhanded, wimpy, (laughs) Mm. passive, looking for any kind of a signal that there could possibly be an interest. And then I would (laughs) jump on it. You know, it would Mm -hmm. be that if the door was barely cracked open and there was any kind of, I would would knock it down. And now it's more, I just say stuff, (laughs) even in inappropriate places, (laughs) say subtle little things, but I just let her know, you know, I want Pam to know I want her, you know, I, I want to be with her. I want to share experiences with her. I want to enjoy experiences with her and, and I just keep, I keep the pursuit on. I mean, it's kind of that idea if I'm the high desire, I'm always the high desire. So I'm going to keep it turned on all the time. And unless I'm not into it or not feeling it, then, you know, I don't try to make stuff up, but I just want her to realize the desire and passion I have towards her. Well, and for some wives, what that means to you as a wife, you just need to change your story. And that's why we have programs and and products available to help you change your story and the meaning you apply to sex. Mm -hmm. Because if you're a wife and your husband wants you, something about that should make you go, oh, I just (laughs) like being wanted. That's my response now, always. It'll always make me smile and always make me say, oh, I love that you want me. And so that represents a huge shift in my story because I used to also be the girl that would say, I hate it. I hate that pressure. It makes me shut down, Mm -hmm. which I look back and that is so sad that that's the reason I do this show. My, My only hope in all that disappointment, looking back, it's so much regret that I hope I can help somebody else change the meaning that you physiologically give, maybe subconsciously give to sex and intimacy and being touched and being close and being pursued. So you can change your response to stimulus and and it's a process it's not a simple right i mean it, it's a decision yes but it's also a process i mean it's not it's chicken and the egg i guess you could say it's, yeah it's not a, there's not a magic pill there's you know regardless of what pharmacological world would mm-hmm. think, like you to believe it's a mm-hmm. process it's a developing it's an evolving of in a of, of becoming and so this is where i would just stress over and over with people that if you are the high desire partner and you want to continue to be initiating, then continue to be initiating. Maybe you need to come up with the best ways to go about it. And, and that's where you become a student of your spouse again. Exactly. Because what worked when you were young worked when you were young. That doesn't mean it works when you're older and you've got kids in the house and careers and a household and finances and everything else that comes with it. But it's also something you stick with it and you just continue to grow and learn and try and there's an errors there and that's okay. And and the one thing that I would encourage for the high desire spouses, and this would go directly to our emails, I believe the question was asked within it, is it okay for me to continue that 
And should I expect any kind of acknowledgement of his attempts and a flattered or being happy regardless of how, how she actually responds? Now, should, she, should she acknowledge the attempt, I guess, is what, you, is what we're saying. And my answer to that is no, because that's an attachment to an outcome. That would be mm -hmm. the whole idea of uh, if right. I, I want to pursue Pam for something, but even if I don't get it, I want to at the very least acknowledge my pursuit. Well, that's still an attachment to an outcome. And so mm -hmm. to me, it comes down to what am I after? Who am I? And if that's me, then live accordingly. And whatever happens will happen. Okay, good. And to the low desire spouse, I'm going <laughs> to say you do not have to have a future that's dependent on your past. Just because you've always had this response where you you can feel your stomach tighten up and you get uncomfortable, that does not mean that is your destiny. You can change the way that you respond and you can have a future full of eroticism and passion and pleasure with your spouse that you only dreamed of. Mm -hmm. So I would hope that you'll open your heart and communicate what's going on and believe for something better than your past. Yep. Because just because of what's happened in our life, it helps make who we are, but we can choose differently going forward. Exactly. Even if they're very, very subtle differences. We can choose differently because that's what brings about big change. Absolutely. And that's what brings about, you know, you try something different and, and, and it could be, okay, here you go, Gina. Let's see if this analogy, I'm going to wing it. So it may not at all, this may bomb miserably. <laughs> oh boy. So you're the married couple that the way sex happens is it is Sunday afternoons and it's missionary position lights off. And it's very, very routine, all focused on him. Okay. So okay. that that's mar that's sex in your marriage. Mm -hmm. So that'd be sad. Uh, well, it, hey, it, it might be functional for people. And oh, okay. That, and if that's the case, then that's the case. That's where they are. But one of them, one of them in the one member of the marriage wants to up the game a little bit. You know, they're going to take a risk and they're going to tap into the, some of their eroticism. And they're going to just blow the roof off their house. And the way they're going to do it is in 2013, they're going to turn on a light during sex. And that could be just enough to blow the roof <laughs> off of their house. Because it's, it's not about swinging from the chandelier and bringing in all kinds of different things and just being totally crazy passionate. It's about what works for you and it's about what you want to create together. And that the best way to do that is to become more present yourself and start speaking up. And so maybe you suggest, let's turn the light on this time. Yeah. And I will recommend low light. Yeah. Light a candle. That's a great Candles. start. Candles. Yeah. And then try it on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Who knows what could happen, <laughs> you know, but it's just that idea of, we get so scripted and routine in our life and largely those scripts and routines are based on expectations. Mm -hmm. And so when you can address those expectations as really, they're just playing disappointments and I can learn to live more in the moment and let what I really want drive me rather than what I hope happens drive me. I change the ball game. Yeah, absolutely. So, mm -hmm. 
the last thing I think of that comes that comes to mind from this email and this whole conversation is so you have a husband who puts in the work tries to woo his wife regularly, maybe all the time. I mean, maybe it's 24-7, maybe it's not. I don't know what the realism is of, you know, how much effort you can really put into it. But it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to send her a text during the day and just, you know, hey, what are you wearing? You know, kind of a, it's kind of a subtle, hey, I'm I'm interested in you. So you've got this, and now when she gets into it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't last real long. Because a lot of effort and a lot of buildup has gone on on his part. So therefore, it may be over quick. Because, you know, that's the one thing. I think we've talked about this on this show before. Is mm-hmm. nothing turns on a man more than a sexually turned on woman. Yeah. And if a man's already turned on and then she turns on, that's a whole new wave of, a, of passion entering the system which can sometimes then cause him to go quick. So I think it's important to stress because you mentioned this before we started the show, Gina, of mm-hmm. lots of men, you know, yeah, they may be pursuing sex, but they're also pursuing connection. Right. You know, they're pursuing the intimacy side of it, that it's not just always the physical side of it. So what, what can we do? What can we offer up? to both parties that can help, you know, both men and women understand the importance of the, of the intimacy component, the importance of the emotional connection, the mental connection. I think I had always thought that for guys, it was just this physical release, totally physical. He's just some, you know, oh yeah, he needs that. Guys are just led by their penis. We know how they are. And I didn't take into account that, that when we're intimate and especially all that oxytocin that floods a guy's system when he's in orgasm, that that literally is when his body and emotions are bonded. That's when he feels loved and that's when he feels safe and that's when he feels significant. And all those things that I would want to give my husband just because I love him, he experiences that in a moment that. I didn't realize. Right. So to as a woman to just honor that and, and appreciate that and not just assume that it's only about him. It's about you. Right. And that's that's where the expectation comes in again. Because it can right. it, I can see both sides of it. Exactly. That he, she interprets every kind of overture as sex. That everything has to end in sex. So therefore, it's like, I don't, you know, knock it off when it could be just an emotional connection you're looking for. So she she starts shutting down. He interprets everything as, well, she's not going to be interested. It's going to take too much work, whatever. So to each party, I would say when sex is over, let's say the guy's, you know, it's it's happened. He's orgasmed. Mm-hmm. She's orgasmed or hasn't. I don't, whatever it is that determines sex is over for your marriage. Stay with it. That doesn't mean you have to continue having sex or have sex again. Just stay together. Exactly. You know, because lots of times people, you think of when sex is over, you either fall asleep, you clean up, you move on, you whatever it is that you do that designates, okay, this part of my day is done. Now let's move to the next one. Well, just mm-hmm. stay with it. You know, stay in the bed and talk. Maybe that's something different. 
Go get a cup yeah, of coffee yeah. together. Maybe that's something different. Maybe have, stay there and just listen to music together. Yeah. Real peaceful. Yeah. Maybe have sex again. I mean, I don't know what it is that makes you have to lean into that discomfort, but do it. And it's nothing that you're forcing. You just kind of, except for the fact that you're forcing yourself to do it. To, to stay present. Yeah. Because normally I would maybe get up and just walk off. You know, I'd go clean up and I'd be moving on. Well, all right. I'm going to stay in the bed a little bit longer. And we're just going to talk. And let's see what happens. Because that's that, that's that intimacy connection. That's that emotional bond that creates even better stuff down the road. Yeah, that's really true. I I always thought that the women appreciated that time more. Like, it takes a woman longer to just come back to normal. Uh, you know, normal levels of, <laughs> right. of hormone. Right. So... But it matters to both. It really so. does, because in, in some ways, we're a lot alike. Yeah. And what we're looking for when it comes to sex and what it provides biologically and chemically in our bodies, yeah. there's a lot of similarity there. And so it's it's really easy to interpret one thing as, oh, well, that's just guys, and the other is just girls. Well, maybe mm. not. So. Maybe, maybe it's just human. And so maybe that gives us a little more openness to try something else out. Uh, it's good. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, find us at sexymarriageradio.com or send us an email wherever you are and whatever is going on in your world this year. May it be great and may you have lots more sex. <laughs> you bet. We believe in you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's talk about...